Good evening. My name is Dorian Lewis and I will be your moderator for today's lecture. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. This is a school, not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. The school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield class is Dr. Marvin Lewis and the president is Dr. Edward Ewell. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit as they are contained in the original Hebrew text. <clears throat> Excuse me. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name of our heavenly father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a superincorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, 
but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in the physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our aims, our constitutional aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto, unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. And at this time, we will have a prayer given by Dr. Alexis Hamilton, followed by a scripture reading, which will be, I'm sorry, give me one second. Lost my paper. I am sorry. It will be Genesis, the, starting at 
um, the first chapter starting at the 26th verse into the second chapter ending at the seventh verse. So Genesis 1 and 26 through 2 and 7, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Dr. Alexis Hamilton. Thank you. Uh, let us all bow our hearts and minds for a moment of prayer. Uh, just want to thank Yahshua for uh, bringing us together today to learn more about him. Um, we understand that this is a uh, uh, something that not everybody has, and it's something that keeps us going every day, and we ask to uh, continue to keep us with that hunger of learning more and uh, hearing more about this gospel. So uh, thank you for making uh, us safe and sound tonight to listen to this. So uh, hallelujah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'd like to say good evening to the class. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version and substituting the true names where appropriate. That's Genesis 1, starting at 26, all the way until Genesis, the second chapter, seventh verse. That's Genesis 1 and 26. And Elohim said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So Elohim created man in his own image, and the image of Elohim created he, him. Male and female created he, them. And Elohim blessed them, and Elohim said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And Elohim said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And Elohim saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, Elohim ended his work which he hath made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And Elohim blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work, which Elohim created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth, when they were created, in the day that Yahweh Elohim made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For Yahweh Elohim had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. For there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And Yahweh Elohim formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That was Genesis 1, 26 through Genesis 2 and 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton and Dr. Lewis for the prayer and scripture. We again welcome all of our brethren and visitor, visiting brethren out to join us for today's lecture. 
today we will well before i do that uh we ask that everyone please keep their uh, phones muted and their video off until the end of class and uh what we're going to do today is we're going to be listening to one of the lectures that were recently released um the dr kinley lectures that were recently released today we will be doing tape three and we also have the transcript for it so uh just going to read the uh transcriber's notes briefly. So this is, uh, as you see, SoundCloud number two or Dropbox number three, same thing. Uh, what I want to read is the synopsis here. Uh, this is what Dr. Kinley covers in this lecture. Uh, extensive discussion of the inability of scientists and theologians to reconcile on the age of the universe shows how spirit or attributes must take on shape and form before birth of the universe. Discusses that there is no evolution explanation of eternity and time and proves that Genesis belongs in Exodus, the 24th chapter. Okay, so uh, we're going to start the, uh, I'm going to start playing the audio now. I suggest that uh, you lower your volume and then after the audio starts, you can turn it, you know, turn the volume to your liking. All right, so we will begin right now. I know uh, that all of you uh, have been inspired by the two previous speakers and two uh, sure that they experienced some things uh, that uh, they had never experienced before in their life and I want to say that uh, it's an opportunity for them to Kind of catch on and see how through the 37 years we've had to struggle in order to bring this kind of message to you. And they see as they go around that the people simply do not know. They really don't know. And when I say that, I mean preacher and all. <laughs> hard to realize that it was that bad, but it is. It's worse than you think. Then another thing, too, I want to say is this. Uh, you have an opportunity here in uh, Los Angeles. Come and sit down and let somebody explain something to you that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I would to Yahweh that you knew what has went on down through these dispensation ages and how little the most brilliant academically trained people. Now, when I say that, I mean college people, people that have went to university and graduated they don't know, they don't know nothing about the God. The longer you go, the further in the mud and the mire you get. Mm -hmm. And you would think that the people, the uh, Roman Catholics and Protestants too, you would think that they knew something. I have two little books. I lent uh, Brother Freddie Allen one. 
And uh, I have another at the office. I, I've been trying to think to bring them down here and just read certain passages out of them to you. That uh, voluntarily, uh, Bob Ingersoll, Benjamin Franklin, quite a few. The conflict between religion and science. Mm -hmm. And the persecutions that uh, many of those people underwent. How many millions of them that the Roman Catholic Church made a spectacle out of? Just put them out in front of everybody and uh, burn them to the stake, did everything for disagreeing with what they thought the Bible thought, their interpretation. And then see that the Roman Catholic Church was wrong, too. And the man that they burned to the stake was more correct about it than what they were. See, then you could kind of appreciate somebody coming down here and had the opportunity to come here and sit down and learn yourself something. Mm -hmm. When you can appreciate the struggle that has went on. Now, as Dr. Dennis and uh, uh, Dr. Bud, no, I, that's not a mistake. I made that. <laughs> as they went through uh, their mission, come in contact with these people and seeing their stupidity and not realizing now you listen to what I'm saying not realizing that they were on their side to help them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. people don't realize that you're trying to help them you got a mouth all stuck out chewing the rag they think they know and they don't know that they don't know that they don't know that they don't know. That's right. <laughs> now you look through that. See? Now, for example, let me say this to you. Now I have never seen. I just simply have not seen. I haven't read no books. And you are not going down to the library and get none. About this creation here. See? I don't care how many religious courses you can take by Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witnesses, or anybody. As star or, or the Rosicution, the, just take it by any, any of them. They just can't match. That's right. mm. See? And you sit around here and somebody tells you something about it. You see? And you are not realizing that the world out there is as dumb and as ignorant as they can possibly be about it. You see? And how well blessed that you are. Until you get out somewhere 
and start around the hell and then you find out. <laughs> See, it takes that sometimes for you to find out how well blessed you are. You're, you're inconceivably blessed. Now, I've often said this to you. <coughs> See, it is a physical and mental and an absolute impossibility for you to have faith and confidence in something that you know nothing about. That is Just true. simply cannot do that. That's the truth. And all these they're steeped in tradition, custom, ideology, no, that's what somebody said, say, uh, what place do you belong to? Mm -hmm. Now, he's totally unaware that he's asked you a few questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Paul said, foolish and unlearned questions are void, mm -hmm. because they do stir up right. Mm -hmm. See? And when somebody comes up and says, look, what church do you belong? Now, he, he thinks that's his coward. Now, see, if you knew what the church was, <laughs> the church is, a, is the body, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See? And there isn't but one Messiah. That's so. You understand? Just one. Not a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know there's any Messiah, but I'm talking about the reality of it. Mm -hmm. See? So then this, that's like this church back here. It just get one, one congregation assembly, and just one comes with them at that time. Mm -hmm. Now, for somebody to come up and ask, what, what one do you belong to? Wouldn't that be easy? Just see, there ain't one there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then for somebody to come up and say, well, Roman Catholic, that wasn't even thought about. Right. See? <laughs> Somebody said for a trust, you wasn't even talking about. You see what I mean? Don't have no idea of no parts of none of it. Give me a Bible. Now, look, folks. I've told you this before. <laughs> And I'm just only trying to confirm what Dr. Dennis and Dr. Druller have said here. I mean, Dr. Druller and Dr. Uh, once have said here. When you take this Bible up, we start out here in Genesis 1-1. <laughs> See? And you begin to read down through that first chapter of Genesis. Now, you thought that you was beginning at the beginning of the Bible to read. You understand? And to you, Genesis, the word Genesis means origin or beginning. Well, this is not where it began at. See? That's not where it began at. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about.
And none of you never learned it until you come here. That's right. That's right. for sure. See. Uh, suppose you just turn to go open your Bible for a minute. Just open it to the 24th chapter of uh, Exodus. Now I want you to follow what I'm telling you. See? The conflict between religion and science with no prospective possibility of reconciliation. Because neither one of them And all they can do is just keep on fighting. And yet when you get down to the science, the science is far smarter than the theologians. The theologian reads, but he don't know what he's reading. See? And the scientist, you see, He's aware that the theologian doesn't know what he's reading. You understand? And he don't know how to get it over time. You understand? And both of them are wrong. Now let me show you, let me tell you what I mean. Now a scientist, for him to say that the earth is approximately four and a half billion years old. See? Now that just is not so. Now he thinks through geological and paleontological research <coughs> plus archaeological research. Do you know what those scientists mean? No. Geology means that you go and dig around and search around and find rocks. See, and the fossilization. You know what fossils are, don't you? See, and also saw trees down. And look at the counts and the rings in the tree. And look at the layers on the rock. And then establish that it takes so many million years for it to grow or to collect this much. You understand? And to grow into a certain size, you understand? It takes so many million years to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. Now that's geological research. <coughs> see? Now when you go to these big rocks, you see, and you see certain inscriptions on them, you see? <coughs> Writing, you understand? And certain figures on on that, see? Then they say, well, that rock is so old, and this inscription on here was uh, 20 million years ago. <coughs> you see the point? <coughs> now, when you get to the theologian, he said, no, it ain't that. It's 6,000 years old. <coughs> you see? So then now you got all of that problem and all of that trouble. See, now neither one knows how. See, then the scientist, then he'll jump up and he'll say this. Well, listen, I believe 
that the Bible is a metaphorical book. See? I think it's a story told in it, just like Alice in Wonderland or something like that. To keep the people in suggestion. See? Understand? And so far as Moses is concerned, you see, or somebody existing like Moses, no, that's a fantastic tale of ideology, just like Alice in Wonderland. You, you understand what I'm talking about? Now here you are, you're a great theologian. See, he comes up and he doesn't have any way to prove either. See, because he don't know how. Then the only other thing he can do is to knock your brains out because you don't believe it and see it like he does. That's why he's wrong. <laughs> see? Make a public spectacle out of it. Now, I've asked you to open your book. Now, I've, this is what I have told you. I told you that the scientists say that the earth is four and a half billion years old. See? The theologian says no. It's 6,000 years old. So, well, now how are you going to spin it out? And then he goes in the, in the Bible. See? And he starts in there to find out. See? And reading something he doesn't know anything about. And he starts in Genesis 1 1 said, In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And then you go right down to the first chapter of Genesis and you got six days each each day that he that he created. You understand? You see? Now that's what the theologian thinks. See? And he thinks that God was six days in creating the heaven and earth. Then when you turn over in the twenty chapter of Exodus, you see, where he speaks from the mountain. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy for in six days God created the heaven and earth. You understand? Now that's what now he don't know no further than that. He don't he read that and, and to him that's it. That's right. See? And he can't explain a thing about it. See? And the scientist said, no, it takes more more time than that. For uh, uh, matter to turn into, let's say, uh, solid like lead. That's right. You see? Mm-hmm. You understand? It takes uh, several million years. Yeah. See? And the theologian, he, he ain't got no way out of it. You see? Now, here's what they don't understand. Now, listen. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, if God created the heaven and earth in six days. You got the quotation? Now it says down here that he did create in the 20 chapter basis in six days. Now if God created the heaven and earth in six days, would you mind telling me who created the day for God to create the creation, the uh, thing he created in that day? Who created the day? <laughs> Would you be that guy? <laughs> you see, 
they'll write up a tree to you. It doesn't know other way for you to go but up the tree. Right. <laughs> There's no need to try to ignore it either. You see the point? Mm -hmm. Now I said God did not create heaven and earth in six days. Then somebody said, well, you have disputed the Bible. See? So I want to hear no more about that band. He's an infidel. Get the point? Now you have a, an opportunity to come down here and learn something about it. And listen, this is what you're going to have to do. See, you're going to have to learn something about that in order to move you out of the category of skepticism. Right. right. Isn't that right? That's right. You're going to have to see how it works. Right. <laughs> see? Because if you don't, whether you confess it or not, you're still in jeopardy about it. Right. Or in delusions about it. Is that right? right? Somebody, somewhere, has got to tell you something about it. Now, when Dr. Harris was going to medical college, he knew the physiology and the anatomy. Plus, uh, the, uh, the psychopathic part of it. Now they taught him that down there at the uh, at the at the Meharry College. He knew how many bones he had in the body. He knew how many ribs and so forth and so on. But the but the big question he didn't know why. He had you see? Now you pick up science and you find that. Uh, Life begins in the water. Listen, from just one cell, which split and divided and multiplied, you understand? And it grew into a fish. <laughs> See? And then from a fish to uh, an amphibious uh, creature, that is, from water to land. See, to, on up to a monkey. See, from a monkey on through various stages of evolutionary development, on until we got uh, to the man. See, get the point? Now, here comes a theologian, you understand? He said, no, it's not that way. You understand? And the scientists came through that it is as he says that it is, and the theologian came through that he that it is as he says that it is. So one said, well, listen, I believe this, and you believe that. But we still don't have no way of reconciling. You see? Now, be quick. I want you to read. You get these two things. I want you to get Genesis. <laughs> And I want you to get uh, 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 the 24th chapter of Exodus. And read. Uh, now, you're going to you're gonna have to backfire this thing real quick. Now, listen, the clock is getting away, and I'm going to kind of respect that clock. So if you want to know the thought that I have in mind to bring out to you, then you work with me and work with me fast. And then when I do bring it to you, I'm going to have to bring it to you quick before you can see it. 
All right. Now read the ninth and tenth verse. Then went up Moses. Then went up Moses. Aaron. Aaron. Nathan. The Bible. No. All right. Amen. All right. And read out. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they saw the God of Israel. Mm hmm. There was under his feet, as it were, a pig work with chaff eyes. Now, this, this is what they saw. They saw this in the <coughs> Right here. That, that's what they're talking about. They, they, these are the ones that went up there and saw. All right, read on. As it was the body of heaven in his clearance. As it was the body of heaven in his clearance. All right, read. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel. He laid not his hand. He laid not his hand. Also they saw God. And also they saw God. And did eat. And did eat. And drank. And drank. Read on. And the Lord said unto Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses. Come up to me in this mountain. And come up to me in this mountain. Be there. Be there. And I will give thee tables of stone. And I will give thee tables of stone. And a law. And a law. And commandments. And commandments. Which I have written. All right. That thou may, mayest teach them. That's right. And Moses went up. And now listen now. And Moses went up. And his minister. Uh, uh, and his minister. Joshua. Yeah. And Moses went up into the mountain. Now wait a minute. Now I want you to see what you, I want you to see what you read. Okay, and Moses went up in the mountain. You don't know nothing, you don't know nothing about what, the, what it's all about. See, because you just skipped right on over it and it just got to be a song. You see? Now Moses went up in the mountain. Suppose I say to you, what mountain? See? And you say, Mount Sinai, where is that? You have to tell me in a race. You see what I'm talking about? Geographical location. It was up in this mountain. Mount Sinai in Arabia. You understand? Now I want you to see now. Read on. And when Moses rose up and his minister Joshua, mm -hmm. and Moses went up into the mountain. Mm -hmm. And he said unto the elders, mm -hmm. Tell ye here from us. Yes, he told him, tag you here. You stay here. Read. Until we come again unto you. Until we come again unto you. Behold Aaron. And behold Aaron. And Hud. Are with you. Are with you. If any man have a matter to do. Now if any man have any questions to ask. Let him come unto them. Now you can see them, brother. See, I'm, I'm going on up. You see, him and Joshua going on up. Now if you want to... Uh, know anything, any question, you want to ask. Since you've done come through this range, seeing you out here in the wilderness, you understand? And now here, uh, this is in the third month. Now if you've got any questions, ask, you see them. You say, all right, read. And Moses went on up to the mountain. Mm -hmm. And Moses went up into the mountain. And a cloud covered the mountain. Now I want you to see now, we're reading out the Bible. See, this cloud that brought them up out of the land of Egypt, it does what? Covered the mountain. Now the cloud, it, it covered the mountain. See? You see? All right, then what happened? And the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord. Abide upon Mount Sinai. Abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. Now, wait a minute. And the cloud covered it six days. Did you hear that? I want to know if there was anybody in the room that didn't hear what he said. 
Now the cloud covered it six days. Right. Finish the sentence. And, and the seventh day. And the seventh day. He called on the Moses. They called on the Moses. Out of the mist. Out of the mist. Of the cloud. Of the cloud. And now wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Now you see, this man is in this mountain. This mountain is already created, Mr. Scientist right. and Mr. Theologian. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. Get it? It's already there. Mm -hmm. And Moses has went up in it. See, and this phenomenal cloud has covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Is that what you got there? Right. Now look, look right at that verse. And the cloud covered it six days. It does not say there what happened. You see? It don't say that. What happened? It said the cloud covered in six days, and on the seventh day it called. Now, go back to Genesis, the first chapter of Genesis. See, now this is what happened. These are the, this is what happened. The six days that the cloud covered the mountain. Now look up here, folks. You see? See? These are six days. The sun is rising and setting. See, just rising and setting. Already created everything. Right. You see, Moses is up here in the cloud. Mm -hmm. You understand? And the cloud is covering it six days. Now, the six days that you're going to start to read about right here in Genesis, see, get in the beginning. Now, the majority of theologians think he's talking about in the beginning of the creation. Right. The man is telling you the cloud is covering it in six days. And in the beginning, the beginning of his vision, right. while he's in this cloud, mm -hmm. during them six days that the sun is rising and setting, you understand? Yeah. See, which is symbolical of him being in the realm of eternity. Right. 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 Where there is no day, where there is no night. Right. 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 <laughs> See? Now, the six days that he created it, while this sun out here rose and set, and it was in this, in this vision, seeing it six of them days while the sun is rising and setting. And here he is in the midst of the cloud, and Yahweh is showing him, you understand, what's taking place, or how that the heaven and earth uh, that, that he's on come into existence. In other words, the man in himself is in the realm of eternity where there is no day. And you can't read no day out of that first chapter of this. I mean, no, not. It's not that. Do you see what I mean? Now, the scientists don't understand that. And for him to say that his creation two billion years or one billion years or 50 billion years, it wouldn't make no difference. He's wrong any kind of way he goes about it. You see? And the theologian, too. Mm -hmm. 
because the decoration did, did, that didn't take place in, in the realm of time. You see the point? Now you see how far out in front you are with the other fellow out there? See? Now, he saw this here in this Isaiah 57, 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one. But thus saith the high and lofty one. That inhabiteth eternity. That inhabiteth eternity. Eternity. He inhabits eternity. You see? Now then that brings it to this. Then what is eternity? You see? <laughs> Get the point? How do you explain that, Mr. Sider? How do you explain that, Mr. Theodore? See? Yes. Now he's the limits and the bounds himself. You see what I mean? He is himself the limits and the bounds. See, listen, spirit, Yahweh is spirit. See? And this shape and form residence is in the spirit. In the bosom of the thought. Right. That's his residence. And that's your residence, too. See? Right now, you are sitting in the realm of eternity. Right. Right now! That's right. Okay. See? Now here's the timekeepers in there. Okay. With the sun rising and setting. See? Now listen close. See? You can put time in eternity, but you can't put eternity in time. Right. And he is the sum total of everything that he did. And then this, these attributes that was takes to make up him, see, takes on an embodiment. Then when it takes on an embodiment, he said it's paid work of sapphire, the body of heaven. Isn't that right? When I see the, the, the listen to what I'm saying. Now to see the science, he doesn't know this. See? He's trying to figure out something in the realm of time. The theologian, he doesn't know when he's reading in the beginning, God created. He thinks he's talking about the beginning of creation. And Moses is talking about the beginning of his vision. And he was not there when the creation was taking place. See? And then I want to tell you this. He didn't say, let there be light. Let the, he didn't say that. Mm -hmm. 
He just willed it to be solid. You understand? But now when Moses is looking at it up here, he's narrating it right. to him. That's right. <laughs> you see? And he's looking at it in the vision. See? That's the reason why I said, I will be what I will to be. See? You get it now? I will be. Will be what? Whatever I will to be. And that is in absolute perfection mm -hmm. from its cell on up. That's the truth. And from its matured state <laughs> on up. And here's something else I want to tell you. See, this didn't evolve from one state to the other. Yes, sir. See, <laughs> this, was, this was in shape and form before it freezes. Right. Okay. See, and the sperm, let's say the sperm, and I had to come from there. See, you can't go back to the sperm. You, in other words, you don't have no sperm unless you have a full right. developed thing. Right. Right. We're talking about chicken and egg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You see the word I'm talking about? Or this secretion, or substance. Right. See, it's got to have a shape. It's got to take on the shape of the universe. See, mm -hmm. before you can have the birth of the universe. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yes, sir. And it can't be no miscarriage in it. <laughs> you see? Yeah, right. In other words, it don't start with a uh, with, with a cell and then a fish and an right. egg and an elephant and so forth right. and so on. You see, now look, folks, Christian doom don't know that. That's right. That's right. Science don't know that, and until such time that you see it as it is, right. then you don't know either. That's the truth. See, and then you just starting down here talking about the Bible saying. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth without form, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God. See, you don't realize that you're reading Moses' vision that is having over here in the 24th chapter of Exodus, right. and when he begins to write the book, he puts it in the front part of the book. Right. That's right. That's true. <laughs> That's the reason why you don't find that in Exodus. Now, we told you this. That the Exodus was before the Genesis, mm -hmm. which right. means this: the departure out of here that had come before he saw oh, the creation or the generation right. of the that's heavens right. and earth. That's right. And he's seen that in a vision. Mm -hmm. Let me say this to you: you can go home and lay down and go to sleep. Look at the clock. You understand? We can go to bed. Let's say it's ten o'clock. You see? And you go to bed. You know what time it is when you go to sleep? See? And then you can be asleep 10 or 15 minutes mm -hmm. and dream of 40 or 50 years span in 10 or 15 minutes That's and right. wake up and look at the clock in and find out you haven't been asleep for 15 minutes. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> that is right. You see? You see? See how it works? And so it is with Moses. You understand? That's right. Up there in that creation. <coughs> You see what I mean? Now, I want you to read one more verse. Now, you pay attention to that verse you just read. See, where I did, you have a mark there. What, what is it? A colon. 
and say, read it again and, and mark the colon. Well, it says, cloud covered it six days, and on the seventh day called unto him out of Mr. Sun. Is that right? right? Now look, folks, look, look up here. That wouldn't be no good whatsoever. Nothing you read down there. There wouldn't be no good at all. Unless it was confirmed and verified by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Right. That's true. Moses is one, John is another, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit back here is another. It took three of them. Isn't that right? That's the reason why I told John. You see? Read it told Peter. What if I will till he comes now? What is that your business? <coughs> you see? When he was telling about they'd be some of them be killed and how they'd be offered up, you understand? And then Peter looked on his neck, but what about him? You see? He said, now what if I will that he carry till I come? What is that of your business? See, now his life had to be preserved to be out on the eye of the path to prove that most this is what you see is true. That's true. See? Now you got an account of it six days and that's in the first chapter of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And you got where it goes in at in Exodus. Mm -hmm. Where you got the semicolon. Is right. that right? Right. You see? Now look, remember I told you it wasn't no good. Unless it be unless it be proven. Right. See? That's the reason why I say you're talking about proving about Moses. See, that'd be just a tale of ideology too. You understand? Unless it can be confirmed. Right. Now, 10th chapter of Revelation. And the fourth verse. And when the seven thunders. Now, look here. Now, here you see this thing here. And God is thumbing his voice seven days. Right. You see, in these seven days, he's hearing that voice. Let it be. His voice is thundering. And whatever he will to be, was being that. Do you understand? While he's in this cloud and seeing this bit. Now you see that now? Which is equivalent to him being in the realm of eternity and not in the realm of time. And yet and still, he was able to keep him count at the bottom of the mountain, seeing the sun rise and set for six days. While that cloud was covering over the top of the mountain. You understand? And when that vision is over, the cloud raises. That's right. You understand? It changes the prediction. You see what I mean? You get it now? Now then, here comes John. He's got to be on the island of Catholic. And this island I say, is a mountain in the sea, just like this is a mountain here on earth. Surrounded by water. And he's looking back at this. And then he hears these seven thunders. Each one of each one of the days. On up to seven. Said the seven thunders are the dead voices. Is that right? And then what? I was about to write. Now, he had been told what you see and hear right in the book. And sent it to the seven churches, which was in Asia. Now, he said, I was about to write. And he said, what? And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto mm -hmm. me, seal up those things. Seal up those things. Which the seven thunders uttered. Which the seven thunders uttered. And write them not. Write them not. Don't write them. Please. The angel which I saw yeah, see. See. and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven uh -huh. and swear by him that liveth forever and ever. Did you finish that verse? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Write it now. Well, I'm about to write this for the cold marks. Yeah. Now, that, now that's what I, that's what I meant. Write what you see in the cold. Well, he was about to write. 
repeatedly. You have to accept of some kind of an excuse. And there's no sense in you whatsoever going down that night. Or tomorrow, whenever you have to leave. There just ain't no sense in you going. You don't have to go down there all the time. Mm -hmm. You already know this. I know you. You see? Now, get this still. He tells me, he said, now the much more you see the day approaching, forsake yeah. not to assemble yourself together, right. telling the Jews that. That's right. And the much more you see the day approaching, and yet you see Roman Catholicism just as flat as it can be. Your Dr. Dench just told you about the Presbyterian Church. You understand what I'm talking about? And you see everything is in our people. You understand? Mm -hmm. You see earthquakes and divers places. You understand? And you see uh, the sea and the waves roar. And just see everything that you'll find in it. And then somebody says, well, there ain't no sense in me going down tonight. I don't feel like annoying. I had to work today. And you are the very fellow that he's talking about. It, 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 right. You understand? Right. I mean, it, it, in, in the 24th chapter of Matthew. Right. You understand? And then the slow. Mm -hmm. The sluggard won't cry. They right. cause the reason of the cold. Mm -hmm. You understand? You think you got me standing around crying, begging you, come on out, come on out. Mm -hmm. For your own benefit and your own good. And you let sat there and let the devil tell you anything. That's right, my right. pants ain't pressed. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my shirt out of the laundry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. You understand? Just any kind of a thing. That's the truth. You're going to talk about it. You're on the very ground that you talk about. It won't come out. Right. You understand? Well, I would have went if it hadn't been for my wife. And the wife said, well, I would have went if it hadn't been for my husband. Just any kind of a thing, and you're experiencing it all over there. Yeah. Right? Standing right at the tent, the revelation of Yahshua Messiah. Yes, and just, and looking right at it, too. Yes, it's true. You see what I mean? Looking right at it. See? And just can't catch on to it. Mm -hmm. Some saying 1975. Some saying one thing and some saying another. You understand that? I told you Sunday that the man that wrote uh, Thomason in, uh, in uh, New York, it said it was, the end would be in, in 1975. The man died, had it died last spring. You understand what I'm talking about? That, that, that was the end of him. You understand? And how do you know it won't be the end for you? You're walking around holding his side and holding first one place. What about it? You understand? You see what I'm talking about? And then a cerebral hemorrhage or something other burst the loop. That's the end for you. That's right. That's right, Dan. You see what I mean? That's it. See, I mean, can I say one thing? Yeah. Say, listen, some of you would be better off dead right now yeah. than you would be walking around here yeah. sulking and all. Yeah. See, just get in the psychological attitude right. and get right with God yeah. just for a few minutes and then die. Yeah. You'd be a hell of a lot better off than right. you would be right, just walking that. around here with all this death. That's the truth. Listen to you guys. That's the truth. You see what I mean? Right. And there we stand crying every meeting night. Yes. Begging yes. to come. See, and Yahweh speaking through these people. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? 
You were dead sitting right in here, right in, right. Say, look, even after you come down here and you don't pay no attention, it's just the same as you hadn't been here. That's right, Doc. Uh, ain't that right, Bishop? Yes, indeed. But you ought to be able to feel the pulse of the world. Yes. You understand? And tell by your own self. Yes, indeed. See, you always have to put yourself. Yes. And this Messiah got right down to the night. Listen at me now. Got right down to the night. Yes. Peter said, Yeah, well, everybody. Peter said, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. You see? I'm going to tough it out. Him and his little tin sword. Ain't that right? You see, when they come out there, he snapped that little tin sword out. And, Whacked off the mouth two or three years, ain't that right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Go, all of you go back to, uh, I'm not going back on you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm talking about? And that's what your story has been. Yes. You understand? Yeah, Doc, I'm going to stick with you. Yes. You understand? And then here you are. Right. You understand? Just like we told some of the white people. Stick in here. Yes. Don't the black people. Stick in here so the world can see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You understand? Mm-hmm. And then you've got nothing home on your butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They don't have no bread. That's right. 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 Uh, five, six, and then the next thing you done, you got so you don't come at all. Now, if we had the people that know something about this teaching in this class tonight, this place wouldn't hold. That's right. Right, right in Los Angeles, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somewhere else. That's true. That's right. That's the truth. All right. That was the end of the tape. What we're going to do now is just do a uh, see if anybody has any questions. Anyone can uh, chime in and and uh, answer a question. So if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and unmute yourself. We'll try to do it in an orderly fashion. So any I questions? just want to say something. Um, this is it. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, when I first, what really captured me to bring me into class was Dr. Eugene Brazil in about 1985, up on 8 Mile at Unitime Secretary of Service Office. He and I were just discussing the Bible, and he told me like this, say, Ed, you're smart. What comes first, Genesis or Exodus? And I told him, of course, Genesis is the beginning. So... What he did was took me to Exodus and he had a Moses chart <laughs> and showed me how when Moses went up in that mountain and the cloud covered it six days, that at Exodus 24 and 16 was where Genesis 1 and 1 belong. And I've always been a knowledge seeker, but that is what captured me that brought me into class. I say, this has to be the smartest person in the world to know something like that. So that was just a just a brief comment on that one scripture that Dr. Kenley covered. And when Dr. Eugene Brazil showed it to me, I saw it and it just lit, lit up my life and I've been in class since. Thank you for the little time. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Ewell. Anybody else? Any questions, comments? Did I hear someone? All right. Uh, well, we can just go. You see, he was using this chart a lot. And uh, and please, anybody got a question or comment, please chime in. <laughs> but uh, he, he was using this chart a lot. And he was discussing the origins or how the or how Yahweh created the universe, and uh, also some helpful reading that goes along with that transcript, and then what we were looking at in the textbook is uh, his pamphlet on the panoramic vision. That's what it's called, panoramic vision pamphlet, and he and he kind of goes into a further explanation of what he saw in his vision, which he said was the same thing that Moses depicted here on this chart saw in his vision. The same thing that John and the Isle of Patmos saw. He said they, they all had the same vision. And the way he explained it was it was at the same time, too. If you, if, I'm, I'm not saying that right. It wasn't in the realm of time. And that's what he was trying to get across through that lecture is that Yahweh or pure spirit inhabits eternity. You know, so um, eternity is, has no time on it. And so that's what uh, he was trying to show. It's just amazing. Any questions anybody want to add to that? All right. <laughs> All right. So if you look at this chart, uh, this is what he said. He uh, drew this chart out because of the vision that he had. And like I said, read that panoramic vision pamphlet. But what he was saying, and he's trying to, and you can hear Dr. Kenley, as you listen to these lectures that have, uh, first, let me say this too. I, I'm thankful to Yahweh and I'm thankful for the brethren that he's caused to put out these lectures. These recently released, these 40 or whatever they are, 45 lectures we recently got, they were lectures that I think most of them hadn't been heard before. Some of them we had already had, but they're very good copies. Anybody who's been uh, learning about this for any length of time, we know we had a lot of audio recordings of Dr. Kinley's lectures but they were of poor quality. It was very hard to hear what he was saying and understand, things like that. So these are really good quality and we can hear. And I know for me, it's, it's cleared up so many things and just to hear the way Dr. Kinley explained it. And uh, so he's taught, he talks about in a lot of these lectures, a little bit here, a little bit there, different lectures. He talks about making the charts and how he had to make them and how difficult it was because he's trying to express something that is hard to express. So he said he drew on this chart, he drew this cloud. This cloud represents Yahweh in his pure spirit state. Yahweh is not a cloud, but he's representing something. Yahweh in his pure spirit state is incomprehensible. <laughs> you know, we, we can't scrutinize him. He's inscrutable. So how do you represent that in pictorial form? So he used the cloud to represent that. And he didn't just pull that out of thin air. That's in Exodus. Yahweh told Moses, I will come to you in a cloud, thick cloud. So he's not just pulling that out, but the cloud represents Yahweh in his pure spirit state, his high and lofty state, his original state. You understand that we can't understand, but this cloud represents that. And he said he drew the, the cloud all around the edges of this chart. And that's showing us that everything on the chart is within the cloud. And just as we said in the moderation, in like manner, everything in the universe abides within Yahweh. And it's kind of what, like what he was talking about in that tape. Like, how, you know, nobody, you can't understand that until Yahweh gives you a revelation about it. 
because you think about the concepts we're talking about we're talking about the universe as a whole you know we're talking about eternity we can't can you really fathom eternity yes to a time we're bound by time so it's hard for us to understand and that's but that's what he's depicting on this chart and so the, the cloud represents eternity and he said the creation was created in the realm of eternity and that's why they can't figure out how old it is they say that the earth is they still say that too what he mentioned in there approximately approximately four and a half billion years old they say the universe as a whole is probably like 13 14 billion years old you see and what he said was it ain't he's like it don't matter what you say if you say it's a day old you say it's a billion years old you're wrong because it was created in the realm of eternity not in the realm of time you see so he's depicting that on this chart and here's something that as i'm looking at this chart I've been listening to this lecture for quite some time and Yahweh just, I've seen this chart my entire life. I've been in, in this school and Yahweh never just, he just, when Yahweh has to make you see it. So you see this chart, we, we say it in the moderation. This, this uh, cloud is drawn around the edges of this chart to show us that everything on the chart is within the cloud in like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. But this chart, this cloud also goes to the interior of the uh chart right and i never noticed that so he's he's showing you here he, what he said in that lecture that the creation was created in the realm of eternity so you got this word here eternity that's showing you that the cloud represents eternity also and you see where the creation that uh, moses saw in his vision the first the chaos is the first day second day and so on it's in the cloud it's surrounded by this cloud showing you that that was a vision that happened in the realm of eternity. And he goes into that in that panoramic vision pathway, how that, he said it in this lecture, I, uh, I have to find it. He said, uh, the man's, how did he describe it? The man's essence, but essentially what he said in, in the panoramic vision pamphlet is that their soul, he said that Moses laid his body down, his fleshly body was on the mountain, but his soul or his consciousness was in the realm of eternity with Yahweh Elohim. That's how he describes it. And he said that his soul, he, he, he was, uh, he said he felt them, Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and the Bayou, the 70 elders that we read in Exodus 24 chapter, he said he felt them coming up the mountain because he was a part of the mountain. <laughs> his consciousness was a part of it. And you have to read it. I can't explain it the way he does. But anyway, so they're in the realm of eternity. And so was John on the Isle of Patmos. So uh, a reader, I don't know, Lauren, anybody, can you get... Um, Revelations, the first chapter, because this is what he was talking about in that lecture. He said, John is confirming Moses. And so we said that, that Moses was in the realm of eternity. He went up in the, he went up into the cloud in that mountain. Now, if you, we read it before, you read it on your own time in Exodus 24th chapter, Moses, Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, they went up to the plateau of the mountain. And they saw Yahweh Elohim in the vision. But Moses went up further into the mountain, into the cloud. And in that panoramic vision pamphlet, Dr. Kinley says the cloud was the meeting place between, um, once again, I can't remember the exact word. I think matter and spirit or something like that. It was, it was the meeting place. So Moses is in the cloud. He's in the spirit. John confirms that. So read the uh, first chapter of Revelation, please. This is John, who was a disciple of Yahshua. On the Allah, he was banished to the Isle of Patmos. 
and he had a vision of Yahweh Elohim. Go ahead. That's Revelation 1 and 1. The revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, which Yahweh gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. Right. Now, this is John writing. He's saying this is the revelation he had. Revelation, singular. (laughs) I know that's nitpicking, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we say revelations. It's the revelation of Yahshua that John saw on the Isle of Patmos. Go ahead. Right. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, John, mm-hmm. who bear record of the word of Yahweh and of the testimony of Yahshua, the Messiah, mm-hmm. of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, mm-hmm. for the time is at hand. Uh, I'm looking forward when he said I was in the spirit. You mean on, on the Sabbath day? Yeah. Um, I, I could start that at, um, you can start at nine, but. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. start, yeah, start at 10. Go ahead, start at 10. Start at 10? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Revelation 1 and 10. Mm-hmm. I was in the spirit on the Sabbath day. Right. And heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, this is what Dr. Kinley's, this is what Dr. Kinley is depicting on this chart. John says, I was in the spirit. On Yahweh's day, and that's what Dr. Kennedy was talking about, that day, that the day of eternity. We have it on uh, mm-hmm. this chart. Let me see. Where is it at? You see it here, the day of eternity. So he's talking about he was in eternity. I was in the spirit on Yahweh's day, the day of eternity. Go ahead and read. Start that over. Sure. I was in the spirit on the Sabbath day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And then he said he heard behind him a great voice. Now, Dr. Kinley depicted it on this chart. Moses in Exodus, he goes up, they see a vision of Yahweh Elohim. You see this white portion? All of them saw that great spirit embodiment of Yahweh Elohim. But the uh, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu and the 70 elders, all they see is Elohim. They don't see the rest of Moses' vision of the day of, the, of creation and all of that. Moses sees Yahweh Elohim. Then he sees Yahweh Elohim transfiguring into this tabernacle pattern. We just went through this uh, previous class not too long ago. Then he sees Yahweh Elohim transformed back into himself and then into the days of creation. And as Dr. Kinley wrote in that panoramic vision pamphlet, then Moses was able to see how the creation was made according to the pattern. All right. So he sees Yahweh Elohim. Then he sees the tabernacle. All right. So then John, first thing he sees is I was in the spirit on the Sabbath, on Yahweh's day. And he, he said he heard a voice and he had to turn to see the voice. Because that's another thing Dr. Kinley explained is that Moses saw the creation from the beginning to the end. John saw it from the end to the beginning. All right. So he hears this voice behind him. He has to turn. Go ahead and read. Yeah, Lord. I'll read it. And he says, uh, all right, so the 10th. The... I'm sorry. Yes, I'm here. I was on mute. <laughs> I was in the spirit on the Sabbath day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet right. saying, I am Alpha and Omega. He sees the first this. and the land. Go ahead. Go ahead. The first and the land. Mm-hmm. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven assemblies which are in Asia unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Okay, now listen to what he's about to say. 
listen to what he's about to say. He sees Yahweh Elohim, just as Moses saw Yahweh Elohim first, who is Yahshua. <laughs> we have, it's so many mm -hmm. things. We had this depicted on this chart. You see on this figure, I know it's kind of blurry when I blow it up, but you see, this is Yahweh Elohim of the word. You see Yahweh, this word written here. You see Elohim right. on him. You see Yahshua. That's, it's, it's only one mm -hmm. in different uh, states of existence. That is Yahshua. So he says, and then if you look in Revelation, you're reading what we're about to read. Those words are in red. The red letters are to depict, to signify that that is Yahshua, the one who the world calls Jesus, who died on the cross. That's him speaking. Right. Seeing Yahweh Elohim, who is Yahshua, speaking. Go ahead and read what he says. Oh, you read, read that, yeah. Okay, so Yahshua tells him to write what he sees in this book and send it unto these assemblies or these churches. And then, John, go ahead, uh, 12th verse. 12th verse. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. First thing he sees, right, he's starting to see this pattern. Right. Moses sees Yahweh Elohim. Then he sees the pattern. John sees Yahweh Elohim. Then he starts to see this pattern. Go ahead. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, right. one like unto the son of man, right. clothed with a garment down to the foot, Right. And gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Right. His head and his hairs were white like wool, right. as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. Mm -hmm. And his feet like unto fine brass, as, as if they burned in a furnace. Right. And his voice as the sound of many waters. Right. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Mm -hmm. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Now, people often say, though, the book of Revelation is so complicated and so hard. Dr. Kinley said, <laughs> through his vision, he said it's the easiest book in the Bible to understand because it's, it's just confirming what Moses saw and what Moses wrote. So you see right there. Now, growing up, I know what people say about what we just read. My grandmother told me that, in fact. I, I'll never forget that. So that proves that God was a black man. I'll never forget that. And so, but what it is, she's incorrect. What it is, yeah, Moses is describing this tabernacle pattern. So just as Moses saw the tabernacle pattern, John is describing this tabernacle pattern. So start that over. He said he uh, started 14. No, 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 started, 14. started 12 again. I'm sorry. 12 months. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man, right. clothed with a garment down to the foot, right. and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Right. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Now, his head and his hairs were white like wool. And in this tabernacle, in the, first, in the uh, most holy place, this is where the Ark of the Covenant was. And Yahweh said he would dwell between the rings of the cherubim in the cloud. And what is the cloud? It's white like wool. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, right. and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his eyes and were his as feet. a flame of fire. And uh, right. Yahweh would appear on the Day of Atonement in between the wings of the cherubim in a, what's called the Shekinah or the Shekinah. That was a bright flash of light. So here you have these this flame of fire, this bright light. All right, go ahead. And his feet like unto fine brass as right. if they were burned in a furnace now we're looking at the tabernacle man you see where are the feet they're down in the court roundabout 
And all these vessels down the court roundabout were made of brass as if they burned in the furnace. That was what, <laughs> excuse me, that was what my grandmother was saying. That means that's a black man who got hair like a wool, who has hair like wool, but black people, and who has, you know, feet like it's burned in the furnace as black people. And I love my grandmother, but she was wrong. That is telling something, that's showing us something about Yahweh Elohim. So these, his feet were as fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And you got this ark of sin sacrifice, which is like a, a large bar barbecue pit where they burn the sacrifices. Go ahead and read. All right, and that is the 16th verse. 15, no, I'm 15, sorry, the 15th, 15th verse. And his feet like unto fine brass as right. if they burned in a furnace. Right. And his voice as the sound of many waters. And you got the voices, many waters, and you got this labor here. Go ahead. And he had in his right hand seven stars. He's got seven stars his in his, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep stopping. He got in his hand seven stars representing the seven branch candlestick. Okay, and it's in his right hand. And if you see, we're facing this chart. We're looking at it. So it's on our left. But if you see, look, let's look at the man. He's facing you. This is his right. So this is on the right. He had in his right hand seven stars. Go ahead. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Right. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Right. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his right. strength. Right. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Right. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. All right. I am he that liveth. No, that's enough of that. I just want to show you that John, John and the Isle of Patmos have seen the same thing that Moses saw. He saw Yahweh Elohim. He saw the tabernacle. And, then, and as Dr. Kinley said in that tape, he, he went on to show him the, uh, the seven days of creation. But he told John, don't write it. He said, that's, that's the seven thunders. You can find it and read it for yourself. He said, the seven thunders, thunders uttered their voice. And he said, he was about to write. And then the angel told him, don't write. Don't write these things. And Dr. Kinley explained through his vision. He didn't figure this out. He explained through the vision that John was not to write it because Moses had already written in the first day, in the second day, and so forth and so on. You understand? And then we have it right here, the Sanctum of Sanctorum, depicting what we just read in Revelations seven stars in his hand the candlestick so uh one last thing and i'll be done somebody else please take it <laughs> uh, so you see as i said this cloud representing eternity you got that word eternity right here moses and john are in the realm of eternity when they're seeing their visions all right and so uh there's so many things i've just been looking at this chart and i, I don't want to keep rambling on but what has been showing me is that as Dr. Kinley said in that lecture in the beginning, he said, you can't believe it if you haven't learned anything about it. And so what Dr. Kinley, what Yahweh did through Dr. Kinley and through giving this vision and explaining this vision through these charts and the things that he wrote, it gives us an opportunity to understand Yahweh as he really is and actually exists and not just some concept. And that's what he talked about in that lecture. He said, we don't have a choice but to make up a concept if we don't come and try to learn about Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. And he also said, if we don't take, if we're unwilling to accept a tested truth and scientifically proven fact, you understand? So just, I'm, I'm saying that to say, it's a, if there are any new people there, it's a hard thing to learn this because you, what we're saying is, oh, everything you ever been taught was wrong. That's hard to deal with. That's hard to take. You understand? But if you're honest hearted, as Dr. Kinley said, an honest hearted truth seeker and willing to accept a tested truth and scientifically proven fact, you will see that this thing, this is not a concept of a man. 
Dr. Kenley, Henry Clifford Kenley didn't make this up. We're not following him. He's not our savior. None of that. But Yahweh showed him something. And as he said in that lecture, that's how Yahweh does it. That's how he tells you something about him. It's through a vision and a revelation. You understand? And uh, I'm telling you, the way this chart is put together, it's so tight. And I, like I said, I never even saw that. The creation is within the cloud, symbolizing that the creation happened within eternity because the cloud represents eternity. And so many things. You can even see it here. And uh, Dr. Ronda Brazil went through this a couple of days ago about the comparison between uh, Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Bayou and the 70 elders going up and, and Yahshua, the son of Nun, transfiguring before them and how Yahshua transfigured, you see. Now you see, this is in the realm of eternity. This is in the cloud when he uh, transfigures. That's in the realm of eternity. John and Isle of Patmos is in the realm of eternity. This is also in the cloud, isn't it? Because they're in the realm of eternity. They're having this vision of Yahshua, trans, uh, when Yahshua transfigured into this, you understand, that uh, great heavenly anthropomorphic being. And they saw it in, so it's, Aaron here back here with Moses is Aaron, who was an elder, Nadab and Abihu, who are his sons, who are two brothers. So that's an elder and two brothers. You have Peter, who was an elder back here with Yahshua and James and John, who are two brothers. And there were 70 chosen. You had the 70 elders. And then they see Yahshua transfigure. And then they have these witnesses, Moses and John the Baptist and Yahweh. That's like Yahweh's two witnesses, the law and the prophets, Moses and John and Isle of Patmos witnessing. These are just multiplicities of 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 the same thing y'all was just repeating the same thing you see moses and john are they are witnessing to yahweh elohim you understand just as when yahshua transfigures they they saw in the vision they saw moses they signed saw john the baptist all right and then peter says let us now you if you read that we, we read it just a couple days ago when ronda went through it if you read that yahshua doesn't say anything about tabernacle but when they come down he tells them the uh what is he Anyway, he says, Peter says, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for John, one for uh, Moses. Why is he talking about tabernacles? Because they had this vision. They saw Yahshua transfigured. Then they saw that tabernacle, just like Moses did, just like John did. So it's an amazing thing. So please, somebody, <laughs> we got a half an hour. Uh, I guess I'll call on somebody if nobody else has any comments. Go ahead. Uh, Dr. Marvin Lewis, I see you unmuted. All right. Uh, anybody else? Do we, our visitors have anything to say? Dr. Maria Potter, Dr. Michelle Terry, hey. Dr. Myra Quay. Uh, Dorian. Okay. Yep. Tell him to mute his phone and just use yours. All right. All right. Hey, did you hear me, Dorian? Yep. Okay. Um, turn your turn your computer down, my. Or turn your phone off completely. Just get rid of it. All right. Is it okay now? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Hold on a second, Dory. <clears throat> can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can hear me okay now. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to bring out some. I think are overlooked points that we have sometime. And um, we say that uh, Dr. Kinley had a division direct from Yahweh himself. 
And he made the statement, he said, now don't take my word for it, but make me prove it to your satisfaction. And he has gone on to do that over the many years since he had this vision and revelation. And now if you look at this Moses chart that you have up there, you'll see that when Moses is caught up to the top of that mountain, see, and Yahweh lays that body down, see, now Dr. Kenley experienced the same thing. And he said that, he relayed to us and said that, for he knew that Yahweh had no use for that physical consciousness or that physical, that's why laying that physical body down is significant, not had no use for that physical carnal-minded man, but it was the spirit that Yahweh was appealing to or the right. inner man. That's why when you have Moses up here, see, you see the first thing he sees is that image of Yahweh Elohim, all, or he's looking at the author of the whole purpose. That's the first thing he sees. And then when you go to John on the Isle of Patmos, who has to turn around, the first thing it depicting that he's seen as he's seen the author of the whole purpose which is Yahweh Elohim again. So now if Dr. Kinley can come and tell you and explain what John saw, what Moses saw and why they saw it and can verify and vindicate it through the creation, see, then you have to know that he saw the same vision. Therefore, if we believe and trust and say that Dr. Kinley had a vision, we ought to be parroting the things that he said. We ought to be able to understand the things that he said, not all at once. See, a little bit at a time. See, none of us got fat eating our food all at once. We just ate a little too much over, over a period of time. So it's the same thing with becoming to understand who Dr. Kinley really was manifested in the flesh. See, and so it was the same spirit, see, that was placed in Moses, that was placed in John on out of Patmos, that was placed in all those prophets coming on down. See, they couldn't say nothing about Yahweh for an assurity unless Yahweh just took over that body, see, and gave them the spirit of the author of the whole thing. You understand? So now in order for you or in order for us to comprehend and understand, then we have to have the same author speaking through us. Has to be the same one. Can't be no latter day, nobody. Can't be the last person that popped up. So therefore our obligation as a witness to Yahweh's purpose manifested through Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley is we have to agree with and uphold the things he taught. That's absolutely must. Because when John on the Isle of Patmos and Moses, when they came down off of that mountain, listen, when they told them people how what Yahweh was gonna do, that's what came to pass. When they told them that that's how Yahweh was, that's what came to pass. When Dr. Kinley said something's gonna happen, you think it was just happenstance that he could predict things that were gonna happen, they would happen. Mm -mm. He got the story right from the original author. 
That's how he could go back and dictate things that were going to occur in history. Why? Because listen, Moses looked from the beginning to the end. John looked from the end to the beginning. And listen, and the, the founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley said, listen, he saw both of their visions. So easy for him to predict what's going to happen in the future because he saw it from the end to the beginning. It's easy for him to go in there and turn and, and, and explain things and, and uh, coordinate things together and make them make us so that we can understand the infinite existence of Yahweh in eternity. Because why? Because he was right there with them. He saw what Moses saw, saw what John on the Isle of Patmos saw. And both of them saw the beginning of Yahweh's purpose, not the beginning of Yahweh, but the beginning of his purpose. Right. And they also saw, listen, that's why the founder of this school warned us so many times about not deviating from what he taught because he also saw the end and he saw what was going to happen to those that failed to heed this vision and revelation. See, the same thing that happened to the whole world up until this present time that failed to heed the warnings that Yahweh allowed his prophets and his sons to issue to mankind. And that's why the founder could make this statement. He said, now Yahweh is going to be justified in those that he sends to the lake because we will have had multiple witnesses, undeniable proof that Yahweh is in existence. He's running the show and he purposed that our salvation come through Yahshua the Messiah. So therefore we cannot raise up Henry Clifford Kinley to supersede or to shadow over Yahshua the Messiah. Right. Because that's who Yahweh chose to resurrect you from the dead state you were in when you walked in here. And if you are going to stay alive, then you have to stay with Yahshua. If you move anywhere else with some great philosophical understanding it, or, or mis be misconceived that we conceive ourselves and thinking that we must be something because Yahweh showed us so much about his purpose. See, don't get sidetracked by that. Keep your head small on your shoulder. Keep faith in Yahweh, trust Joshua, and adhere to the teachings of Dr. Henry Clifford Kennedy. There's a reward for that. Not in this world necessarily, but there's a reward for keeping it like you got it. Now, that's all I have to say. Someone else can close it out. Thank you for your attention. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. Anybody else? Somebody don't volunteer. I'm just going to call on people. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, for our next speaker, we will have Dr. Barbara Brazil. Dr. Brazil, I think she's she might be having trouble. All right. Well then, we will have Dr. Philip Crook from Saginaw. 
Good evening, class. Good evening. Uh, I just just want to reiterate what's already been said by the previous speaker about the sincerity. One thing Yashua been um put on my mind is to say how how sincere are you with this gospel of Yahshua the Messiah? And that's an answer, that's a uh, question that you got to answer for yourself. And the only way you can answer that is to be able to speak and give your testimony of what Yahshua has taught you about him, according to the scriptures, like it was done, Dr. Lewis was going through with the Moses chart showing how John seen the vision and how Moses seen the vision and um, the founders seen the same vision at the same time. Then they just was placed, each of them was placed in there. That's why as previous speakers say, Dr. Kinley was able to predict the future because he seen it. Yahweh revealed it to him. You know, so he's revealing things to us too about himself that we need to make sure we know it. Not only just hear the gospel, but we got to be able to preach it because you need to um, be able to give your testimony when asked to um, give, give it, you know, because it should be something that it shouldn't be the same speakers all the time giving the testimony. We got young and we got old. If you know you don't give that much, and doesn't matter how much you know, if you know four, four minutes of a testimony of Joshua is better than a whole lot of nothing from somebody else that don't know him. Right. You know, so never be ashamed, never be afraid to come and give your testimony. Yahshua say, if you're sincere with this gospel, you'll always, you'll be eager. I always was eager to give one. And I like to listen, but I like to hear from some of the other brothers too. So we had, they, they laid the foundation for this lecture, for this class. As far as Dr. Kinley with that vision and letting you know that the Exodus was before the Genesis, and you know if you got a testimony, be you should be you should be proud to give that testimony. That's all that Yahshua had put on my heart. You know, let some of y'all step and say step up to the plate, give your testimony because it's gonna help you out. The more you speak mm -hmm. about it, the more you know about it. That's, that's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Crook. All right, we got about, uh, let's see, maybe 15 more minutes. Uh, we will hey, now. Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know it's still nope. open. Yep, yep, okay. yep, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, good evening, class. <clears throat> and I am going to be uh, short as well. Um, I just wanted to uh, say thank you to Yashua Messiah for allowing us to sit there and hear, you know, hear that lecture uh, that was given by the founder. Uh, this evening, <clears throat> and um, I know for self myself, I just started going through those uh, those uh, MP3 files uh, that was sent, and I'm so sad that fact that I've had it for you know whenever they first released it. This has been like over about a month or so that I really started digging into them and trying to uh, listen to what it is. And it is a wealth of information. Um, that Yahweh has laid and what is evident in every single last one that I've come across thus far and as well as this uh, one, it's the same thing it's consistent, is that Yahweh has been laboring to give his son this gift, laboring to get us to understand 
as the previous speaker, uh, Dr. Lewis was talking about, um, you know, we didn't, nobody was going to read up on this on, on their own. Nobody was going to understand this. And now the, uh, the other speaker, uh, Dorian was talking, you know, talking about this is not something that you just, you know, you understand. It's just not something, it's a very difficult thing. He was talking to the people coming in from the class, but even people who were sitting in the seat, it is a revealed thing. It is Yahweh himself who has given us the ability to see anything. And as this passion as Dr. Crooks have just talked about, that whatever that is that Yahweh has given you to testify to, to say about him in truth and in righteousness, it sets you apart, not because it was anything that you did or anything special about you, but you have to understand that that is not readily known. Right. Talked about how it was hidden in a mystery, and it still is, unless the revealer is revealing it to you. And then the only way that, as Dr. Kelly said, the only way that you're going to get it is if he gives it to you. So here you are, you're in the sea of all of these people. I mean, billions of people. And you get selected to sit in your home right now and listen to this gospel and understand, no matter what you understand about it, but you understand, you can say, no, no, Jay, no Jesus. That is a very hard thing to say. Now, listen, that's a hard thing to say, even putting it a fact in front of somebody. I'm talking about it's it's a it's a a, a fact. You know, you can go see it, you can uh, read a, uh, the etymology of the, of the letters. You can Google, that's a fact in your sight, plain sight, but still can't see it. And we see a, a, a living, breathing example of that in the world today. All right. With all the proof and all the fact that they, they give you on the TV or whatever. And people look right into the camera and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that really doesn't mean that. And you have billions of people who witness certain things. You know, I'm not going to all of that. What I'm saying is you see the evidence of fact and truth being dismissed. Nobody right. wants to, nobody wants to deal it. So in the school, you have to see it. Fact and truth being dismissed, you know, trying to take it away. We talked about those apostles and disciples with uh, that walked with the Messiah and how they were sought after and banished. John was the last one on the Isle of Patmos banished, didn't want them talking about Yahshua, didn't want them giving praises in that name, Yahshua the Messiah. So here we are right now, being able to utter those words. Um, get real quick for me, um, uh, if you confess that Yahshua the Messiah is come. So we have, we came from, we came from a far off place. And they talk about Ephesians. He's talked about you who was once far off, who was not a part of the common salvation that was afforded. We didn't, we had no idea we were blocked off from this. This is not something that can get old. You talk to somebody who, you know, some people on the phone, um, on me on the call right now, who's had medical illnesses that, that could took their life and they were delivered from it. Now, does that power that you were delivered from, or does the, the event of you being delivered, does it have any, you talk to any of them, does it have any less impact now than it did then? Absolutely not. Because you are alive and you're breathing. So from not, from a, from a, a natural, a spiritual standpoint, the blood, water, spirit, death, burial, resurrection saved your life. 
it cannot have any less impact now than it did then. Without it, you lost your life. Without it, we cannot understand Yahweh's principles. We cannot understand. We didn't, if we don't see Yahweh's witnesses, we can't understand what he's doing. There was a reason why he methodically came to us and walked us through death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, spirit, 40. There was a reason for that. To classically train, to, uh, to translate your mind from a physical way of seeing things or worshiping to a spiritual way. That's what that, you have that scripture? That's First John 4 and 1. Mm-hmm. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of Yahweh, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the spirit of Yahweh. Every spirit that confesses that Yahshua the Messiah is come in the flesh is of Yahweh. And every spirit that confesses not that Yahshua the Messiah is come in the flesh is not of Yahweh. And this is that spirit of the anti-Messiah. Go ahead, Lord. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Listen, we're not out here waiting for Yahshua the Messiah to come back to get us. If it's as very evident that Yahshua the Messiah is with us, is in us, as the, the previous speaker was looking at that, I uh, had the chart up, uh, you know, the Moses chart, and was uh, showing uh, the relevance of everything uh, existing within that cloud, everything. We're talking about the inseparable relationship that we have with our creator. He's always been there with us. See, Yahweh has caused us to sit in these schools under this great divine teaching, vision and revelation to understand something, see. And as those those things that carnal and, and concepts get chipped away, he's replacing them with his spirit, so that we can understand. So now, now we can say that truthfully right now, the Yahshua Messiah is come with us now, present, dwelling, teaching us, chastising us, protecting us, loving us, caring for us, giving us mercy. You understand what I'm saying? Giving us peace, giving us joy. Right now, right where we sit at, right now, giving us all of that. And so I'm just, very thankful when I was listening to the founder go through painstakingly the exodus before the genesis. And these are things that we have, you know, those are sitting in the school for, you know, most of us, we've heard these things. But to hear him go through it again has none, no less effect. And sometimes, sometimes it gives you even more of the effect. Because Joshua, what it is, is you're getting, like the previous speaker said, you're getting bits and pieces. You're taking a little bit here, eating on that, taking a little bit here, eating on that. The pictures that Dr. Lewis talked about, looking at this chart, oh, it's so many of us that have had that same experience on so many different things. I've sat and listened and heard this all my life, and I'm just now hearing that. Now, listen, there is no time but Yahweh's time that he gives you what he gives you. So that's why we should always be grateful. When we get anything, I'm grateful for it. Because as Dr. Crook says, some of some people won't have any of it. But you're able to sit here in the, in your comforts of your own home. And listen, there's something Yahweh told me, uh, show me about that too. And this is no knock to I know everybody, I miss the brethren too. 
I miss, you know what I'm saying, seeing my family. I miss it. However, Yahweh is telling me at this particular more time, more than ever, listen, get on board. This is Yahweh's story. We talked about that history, play on words, that uh, his story is not Dewan's story. Nobody want to, nobody, nobody cares about that story. Nobody cares about your story. Nobody cares. Or, he doesn't care about what you prefer. That's not what that's, he gave us grace. This is the, we're getting this stuff in abundance. You can log into this class, get off. I know some of the brothers that, that do this. Log off this class, get off this class, get on another one. In the course of a day, you had three or four classes in a day, versus when we were in the branch, I might have turned, I might have tuned into YouTube or maybe here and there, whatever the case may be. But it's a sense of urgency. So now he's a, this is time of plenty. You're getting all you can get. Gather. I see the bill. Gathering all that you can get right now. As Dr. Kelly said that you're going to need it. My mother and I, we were talking about the things that we have seen over the last uh, couple years. But, you know, mainly last year was a mind, you know, saying um, earth shattering year. There were a lot of changes that happened last year. A lot of visibility that was uh, caused to be seen uh, by the world, whether they realize it or not. But the sons were able to see things very, very clearly. We saw the hypocrisy. We see in that love of many shall wax cold. We're seeing all of these things, all of these things in panoramic, live, 4K, HD, you know, I mean, just popping right there in your face, 3D, right there for you to see. That the things that our creator said was going to come to pass have been coming to pass our entire life. Said I am Yahweh is not a liar. So his word, his word doesn't return uh, to him void. See, we are serving the living, breathing Elohim who has caused us to sit and learn something about the creator. So to echo Dr. Crook's words, absolutely, we should always have a testimony. If there's nothing more than just thank you, Yahshua because he has definitely set us aside. And I am eternally grateful to be sitting here. And my prayer is that Yahweh keep us here. Allow us to remain in his good grace. Allow us to have favor so that we can inherit that eternal life that he promised to his son. I am so happy to be here. Uh, I really am. I want to thank uh, the, the people who run these Zoom classes and the people who took lectures down to replace them, to put them back up. Yahweh, not, nobody, it's no one and up in Yahweh. You don't have to, we don't have to be fearful of this thing. You know, some things we see in this world can make us scared, you know, like little children, but we have a father that we go to and we know that as long as he's protecting us, there's nothing that can befall us. You see what I'm saying? So be grateful, be of good cheer. All praises be to Yahshua. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Nelson. All right, uh, that's pretty much the time is up. We're gonna have an announcement, but- uh, Good evening. Oh, hello? Oh, go ahead. Yes. My name is Sybil Lewis. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Bahamas and I have a question. Mm -hmm. And my question is, uh, what's the name of that tape that we just listened to? I joined late. Okay. So I didn't get the name of it, but that I know it was talking about the day of eternity. Right. Is that the name of the tape? No, these are, uh, have you heard of the recently recently released tapes? There's 45 tapes that were just released maybe a couple months ago. 
people. I heard you say that um, yeah. earlier. Uh, uh, go get, ahead. I'll get your uh, email or however I, I can send you a link to them. But these are recently released tapes. They don't have titles like that. They're just uh, tape one, tape two. Oh, tape okay. So okay. this is tape three. Okay. So, um, so if you can, uh, I'll send you a chat. Do you know how to do the chat? No, I don't. I'm not familiar with that okay. part of it. Uh, let me see. I'll try to send. Hey, Sybil, Sybil, yes? I think uh, I think Lisa sent you um, sent you that. Uh, she told me you're not real tech savvy, but I think she no. did include just look when you um see chicago north side in your email she just sent all of that to you okay okay is this myra yeah this is myra okay my phone went bad i had to get a new one so um uh, uh that's why I, yeah i know she did send me something but i'll check i'll check okay thank you myra no and problem thank, dear thank you sir uh, no problem uh, Thank you for joining us. Yes, all like right. Said, uh, we'll come back and we'll work it out. Uh, whatever, if you want to send an email or I'll send you an email, we'll work it out and get you. If you, you know, if you thank you very it. much. Okay. And I do praise Yahshua for all that you all have done in um, promoting the gospel of Yahshua, the Messiah. Praise Yahshua. Hallelujah. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We appreciate all our visitors and all the brethren for joining and continuing to, to try to learn about Yahshua the Messiah. Uh, quickly, the we're going to try to do, as I said, we're going to try to do these Dr. Kinley tapes every other Tuesday. So we won't do them next Tuesday. It'll be a Tuesday after. And then, of course, barring, you know, whether or not we have first-time visitors, but we're going to try to keep that up. Uh, we have Zoom classes here on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Sundays from 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. We will now have doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong all glory, majesty, dominion and power for all times now and ever let us all say hallelujah hallelujah mm -hmm.